This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. If we could know it no other way by facts and by figures, and I understand that we need to we need to seek out the truth because there's a lot of falsities out there today. But thank God the spirit of truth lives within you and he lives within I. And he does not lie. It is impossible, the Bible says, for God to lie. He is not a man that he should lie. Let every man and every devil be found a liar, but let God be found true. And if we love the truth, we will not be deceived. If we insist on the truth, we will not be distracted or dissuaded. But if we settle for our own truth, if we settled for another truth, then we will be deceived, and eventually it will lead to destruction. We see here in the days of Elijah that that God cares. And so there was a man that set himself to pray. Don't think that your prayers will not avail much power from God. This is one man. Now he felt at one point in time that he was the only one, but God said, oh no, I've got more. I've got 7,000 that have not bowed their knee to Baal, that have not cowed and bowed before wicked Ahab and evil Jezebel, that have not believed the lies, that have insisted on the truth, and I know those that are mine, and I know how to deliver the righteous. So God put in a man's heart to pray, and he shut up the heavens. He withheld the rains, and the rain is indicative and symbolic of the blessing, the blessing of God was withheld. Why? Because there are consequences to choices and we're living in a time frame where God has shortened the space of grace. Where God says we've got to come now to a place where in the same year that you sow, it will also grow. And it, will, and it will eventually harvest, you'll reap what is sown in the same year. It will be shown that it might be known. I want to show you this principle from the scriptures today. So God shut up the heavens. The Bible says Elijah was a man subject just as we are. He lived through it. It didn't just not rain uh, in, uh, in places where people didn't believe God. Elijah was by the brook Kidron, and it didn't rain, and the brook dried up. Elijah went through it with the people. Why? Because for three and a half years, the rain stayed because a man prayed, that a man was not praying for the, the, the elements, the weather. The man was praying for a people, and he was praying for a change. And he was praying for the purpose and the plans of God to prevail for a people and for a nation. 
And he prayed and he prayed and he prayed. The Bible says he prayed for three and a half years. That it would not rain and it did not rain. And then he prayed again. He prayed and I want to look, I want to show you the pattern of the process. And I do not purport to know exactly where we are in this process. I think anybody that says that they do would certainly know God better than I and maybe have more confidence. I do not know. I think much of it depends on a people. I think it depends on the people of God, and I think it depends also on the people that the people of God should be praying for. If you take away the machinery and you take away all of the bricks and sticks and stuff, when God looks at America, he sees a nation of people. And he sees them in the dark or in the light. He sees them saved or unsaved. He sees their destination as heaven or their destination as hell. He sees them either with him and for him or not with him and against him. But God is for everyone, isn't he? He's not for everything that everyone would do, but he's for everyone. So Elijah prayed three and a half years. See, you have to pray for the purpose of God. It's just not automatic. You have to pray for the pray for and during and in the process of God's plans to be completed. And he prayed until there time came a time when God, in the beginning of uh, chapter eighteen, where God spoke once again to Elijah, and He said, "I'm about to make it rain. I'm about to rain on the whole country. Now you go, you go confront." Ahab. Oh, God knows how to deal with kings and heads of governments and those in places of authority. Until the time came for a confrontation between God, his people, Elijah, and again those who still held out and worshipped God and would not bow the knee to the Baal God, the false and the fake God of wicked Ahab and evil queen Jezebel. You see, Ahab was a go-along to get-along, passive, complacent, compliant soul, and he had a woman, the Bible says that she was manipulative and controlling and aggressive and murderous in her nature. Matter of fact, the Bible says that under pressure, Ahab went to great and farther lengths than any king before him in eschewing and establishing evil in the nation. And they had their prophets, those perpetrators and purveyors of perversion, who had led the people of Israel away. And then astray from God. And after three years, a three-year process, again, I do not claim to know how long or how strong or exactly where we are in this process, whether we're at the beginning or we're in the middle or we're coming to the end. 
There are some things that are not known except in the time frame of God. But I know this, that this fall of all that we're about to shift into from just three days from now, today, tomorrow, and the next day, we will step into a season, we will complete the season shift, and we will be in what the Lord has spoken to my heart. This much I know, it will be the fall of all. All that's been sown has been grown, and all will be shown that it might be known. So he called not only Ahab and Jezebel, but he said all of Jezebel's pets, all, the, all of the prophets who have run after Baal, all the little local gods of culture and personal preference, all of these things. And he said also... To call the national ones that were in places of influence within the administration of Ahab and Jezebel. And God called the confrontation and it was a special place was chosen, Mount Carmel, Sandy and I. Uh, have been there in Israel, one trip to Israel. It's the highest place in Israel. It was the highest place. At the high place, God called everyone to come to the show. The multitudes, as the Ahab said, in one, as Elijah said in, in one uh, translation, there are multitudes of people in the Valley of Decision. I believe in our nation that we are multitudes in the valley of decision. And I know some people would pull it down into uh, politics, education, all of these. We have these mountains of influence. But let me tell you, there is one mountain that stands above all the other mountains. And it is this Mount Zion where God has set his king upon his throne to rule forever and ever through the church of the, of the living God, even the church of the master, the Lord Jesus Christ. And for God, the decision is an eternal one. It's men come and men go. Parties rise and parties fall. Times change, but there is an unchanging one, and there is an unchanging truth that we must Give an account to a God who will decide after our own will and choice, our decision as to where we spend eternity. This was the decision that God was after. This was the decision that Elijah had prayed for and entered into the process with God. And we know this because... After he said the, va- the multitudes in the valley of decision, you have to decide if God be God or if Baal be God, whichever one is the real God. And he called them all, a nation, to attention that had been brought to attention because of three years of where's the blessing? Where's the righteousness? Where's the peace? Where's the presence of God? For we know this about Jezebel, where the Elijah 
had appeared, had, uh, had come to one of Ahab's servants, showed himself and said, go tell Ahab, I want to meet with him today. And he said, oh, see, there had been others before that that were burn up with fire. I said, burn up with fire. And he said, man of God, please don't put me in this position. I need you to understand when Jezebel was going to kill the prophets. When she wanted to silence the voice that God had in the earth. When she wanted to stop the anointing of God and the blessing of God. He said, I hid them away. Two caves, 50 each, 100 total. Oh, God knows what he's doing, doesn't he? He called them all to attention and he called them to make a decision. Who will you worship and whom will you serve? For God was at work in it all, bringing a nation through a transition to and for a transformation. Elijah set the terms. The God will prepare sacrifices. You'll get to go first. You know, God, who has the last word, allows everybody else to go first. Go on and have your say-so. You have your doings. You go on ahead and work your bag of tricks. Do everything that you know how to do. But there is a God whose name is I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I started this thing and I am well able to finish it. Jesus, who is the author and the finisher and in the middle the developer of our faith, will not be outdone. Yes, God was at work and it all. Elijah said so. He said, I've done all of these things at your word. So he said, here's what you do. You go ahead and you call on the name of your God. Let's prepare, however you prepare sacrifice. Cut up the ox and all of that stuff. Put the wood under there for, uh, uh, for a fire. And the God that answers with fire, that will show who really is God. The God who shows up and shows out will be the proof who's God. And so the Baal boys got to go first. Oh, and they had their say-so. They started praying to their God and their gods. Are you listening? They, the Bible says that the prayers had to ramp up after a while because uh, their God was quiet. Elijah began to make fun. He said, maybe he fell asleep on you, fellas. Maybe he's in the restroom, and he cannot be disturbed. So they ramped it up. They began to rant and rave, and the Bible says they began to cut themselves and pulled out all of their religious tricks to try to get their God to do something. But you know, a nothing God can do nothing when the God who is really something has decided, I'm running this show today. I'm running this today. I'll tell you, there's times, Danny Johnson came last week, and he's talked about a storm going to the other side. I had my message Bible with me, and it read, it said, a great storm arose. There was a great wind and great waves, and they were so afraid, it said, but Jesus stood up, and he spoke to the storm, and he said, hush up, shut up, quiet, be still, and it says, and the wind ran out of breath. I'll tell you, in the year of the breath. 
the year of the mouth, the year of, uh, of God's having the final say so. The devil is about to run out of breath, honey. He cannot sustain this stuff that he starts. He, there is no storm that the one who is the ruler of all speak a word and cause a calm. Can speak a word because he has determined. I'll tell you, those that are with Jesus are going all the way to the other side. Had a dream this week that we had started out uh, in uh, uh, you, up in uh, northern New York. There's a ferry that crosses Lake Champlain, and we were on the ferry, and there was uh, uh, there was uh, um, my grandson was with me, and my my brothers were with me, and. We started across, and all of a sudden, the ferry, the ferry disappeared, and there was nothing but water. But we were driving. Now we're driving the car. We're driving the car, and I said to my grandson, "I said, just keep on driving. You see those buoys out there? Just keep on driving." Oh, honey, this is a walk of faith and a supernatural walking on water. We got to the other side now. We got to the other side, but when we got there. The only one that I that was with me that I had paid a special attention to was that younger one, the younger generation. I had to go looking for the other the brothers were scattered. I didn't know where they wound up. We found them after a while. But there were other folks too. Oh, God's got other people during this time of isolation and scattering out where the church is concerned. That they're having to take the same ride we are. They're having to walk by faith. But I'm going to tell you what now, if the, if the thing you were riding in disappears, God will cause a miracle. You are going to the other side. You see, after they... After they'd ran it and raved and they went through the morning sacrifice, they went through the, they went through the noonday and they went all day long as strong as they knew how and they came up empty. They came up nothing. Cause I'm going to tell you what now. See, the one who causes these storms to stir up is running out of breath. And then this, God's turn. Because the God who has the first word will also have the last word, and he will have the final say-so. How do I know that? Well, because he's got prayers. He's got stayers. And he's got some sayers. Still reserved. Save the best for last. So Elijah told the altar workers... He said, put the altar back together because the Bible says it was in shambles. It was in pieces by now. He said, put the altar back together. And you need to prepare the ox and put the wood on. And while they were doing that, Elijah was digging a ditch. Elijah's digging. Elijah's digging a ditch. And there were four jugs, large jars, large barrels uh, nearby. And he said, fill up the four barrels with water. Four is the number of praise. I said, four is the number of praise. He said, fill up the jugs with praise. He said, this water is precious. We, we don't have much water, but let's offer it as a praise to God. And he said, now, now dump it all over the altar. And they did that. All oh, covered the ox and the wood. It wet the wood. And some of it ran out on the ground. The ground being dry, I'm sure it soaked it up. He said, do it again. Oh, we need some folks. 
We need some prayers and some sayers and some stayers. We need some workers, some praisers to do it again, to pour it out again. Go find some praise. Find something you could praise God about. You know, in the time of problems, it's easy to get down into that, but find something about God that you can praise him about. Find an expectation that when there's a confirmation, there's about to be a revelation, and there's about to be a transformation. He said, do it again. They did it a second time. He said, do it, a, do it one more time. And they did it a third time. One for the Son, one for the Father, and one for the Holy Ghost. I said, praise the Father, praise the Son, and praise the Holy Ghost. God, three in one, three times. And then the man of God breathed a simple prayer. We're going to enter the picture in the scripture right here, right now. It's a simple prayer, but a significant prayer. See, it says, when it was time for the sacrifice to be offered. See, it's time for the sacrifice to be offered. We're coming to the end of the day, the evening sacrifice. It's time for the church to offer the right sacrifice to God. It says he stepped up, the man of God, the prophet of God stepped up. He came up and he prayed. See, you've got to come up a little bit further and a little bit higher than the muck and the mire of the mess that we're in. You're going to have to step up. And step up by the blood of Jesus and step up by the blessed one. Step up by the blessed Holy Spirit and be bold and pray a prayer that God will hear and God will answer. Looking to God and listening to God to watch what God is going to do. Because God, who is the true God, will show up and show out in the moment that we're in. When the sacrifice, the time of sacrifice to be offered, the Elijah The prophet came up and he prayed. He said, oh God, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make it known right now that you are God in Israel. Now listen, a prayer, God, you're going to have to show that you're God and that there is no other God. They say there's all, we're here with all these boys that get pulled out all their tricks and toys and they say this one is God, that's God. This is where we should worship. This is what we should do with our lives. This is how we should spend our time and our energies and our resources. He said, show that you're the true God and do it now, God. Oh, there comes a right time, the proper time, the set time when God who started the thing is going to step up and finish the thing. He just needs somebody to pray and stay and stay with him until we get to that time. Oh, pastor, do you know what time it is? I can see in here is he prayed at the beginning of the process. He prayed through the process, and he prayed at the end of the process. So I can say this much. I do know this. I believe it's time for the church to pray. If my people who are called by my name, who don't just, who don't just mouth the lordship of Jesus Christ, but who walk in humility, who will not participate in wicked ways, who will not sit in the seat of the scornful, who absolutely will not participate 
in the world's ways, but stand for a God who is a holy and a pure and a powerful God who says there is no other way but the Lord Jesus Christ. It is noted today that almost a high significant uh, portion, over 60-something percent of Christians believe there is another way besides Jesus to get to God in heaven. Christians, I tell you in mouth only, in word only. But if the people that are called by God's name, do you know somebody that was called by his name? When you got born again, you gave up your name, honey. You became one with him and you became one with those who are one with him. And together, that is the unifying name. We are under that name. And it is for the glory of that name that we live and have our being and move. Right now. Make it known right now. Make it known right now. Oh, if we ever needed God to make it known right now that he is God in Israel. And he says, and that I am your servant and that I'm doing what I'm doing under your orders. Answer me, God. Oh, answer me and reveal to this people. Listen to this prayer. Reveal to this people that you are God, the true God, and that you are giving these people another chance at repentance. Can you see the salvation of God? Can you see the redemption of God? Honey, I don't care what your flavor or what your favor is where this concern. Black, yellow, red, orange, green, it doesn't matter. God's colored all of them. But inside they're lost or they're found. Inside they're, they have the, the lordship of Jesus or they're serving another God. Inside they're either going to go to heaven or hell depending on where their heart allegiance is to. That's how we should see everyone. I said that's how we should see everyone. That should be our first identification, the description of everyone and anyone. Because that's how God sees people. Give this people another chance at repentance. See, to humble ourselves and to pray and to turn from our wicked ways means that we have to be sorry that we have hatred in our we have to tell God that we're sorry for the innocent blood that has been spilled and stains our soil. We have to tell God that we have worshipped at altars of sports and education and any kind of distraction whatsoever. That Sunday's just another day. It's no longer holy and separate and set apart to serve God with. It has to come down where we live. Realize, God, we're sorry that we don't love like you love. See, how hard is it to say that we're sorry? Well, the Bible says, blessed is the nations whose God is the Lord. But a curse on a nation who follows after other gods. The fool has said in his heart, we don't need God. The fool recently 
on TV said, God didn't do that. Praying didn't do that. We did that. Well, I guess so. No sooner was the prayer prayed. Because there is a moment, there is a movement when God answers. Remember, the the answerings will be according to the askings. The The outcry will determine the outpouring. It says, and the fire of God fell. And when the fire of God fell... It says, God burned up the offering, the wood, the stones, the dirt. <laughs> God burned the dirt, honey, and even the water in the trench. I tell you, when God does something, there's no mistaking. Listen, because it said all the people saw it happen. Honey, I'm telling you, we're about to enter into the show. We're about to enter into the show. Are you listening? Hallelujah. Where God going to show up and show out? I don't know for anybody else, but I'm telling you, at least for me, I have an expectation where that is concerned. And I've given up telling God what he has to do and when he has to do it. My prayer is, God, your kingdom come and your will be done, whatever's best for the kingdom to come. If this nation is just entering in a time, are you listening? Of this process or we're in the middle of it or we're at the end of it. It daily doesn't matter to me because you're going to take care of your folk. But there's some folks that there's some folks that we're concerned about. They're not saved. The summer is nearly over and the harvest is not in. How are we going to praise God? We're going to have to praise Him this way. No one doesn't matter whether we're, be, we're at the forefront, we're in the middle, or we're coming to the end. God is after a people. And God's going to show up and show out so that that people can have another chance. Oh, intercession is God, give them another chance. God, we didn't get what we deserve. Somebody prayed and we got another chance and another chance and another chance. Like Abraham, he stood in front and he said, won't the judge of all the earth do what's right? I know you won't destroy it if you can find 50. God says, no, I won't if I can find 50. God, pardon me. I'm I, I speaking out of turn, but we are covenant partners with one another. We're not going to do anything. I'm with you and you're with me and Oh, beg your pardon, sir, but the God who loves and cares, you're so good, you're so merciful, surely you won't destroy it for 40. And God says, no, I won't. Hallelujah, somebody ought to shout in this house today. Somebody got a friend, somebody got a family member, somebody's got somebody next to you in the valley of decision who has not decided yet that needs a God to show up and reveal himself and give them another chance, a chance like that never had before. He's got to show them, reveal to them, there is only one God, the true God, the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's only one way. I'm going to tell you right now, we're facing gods that other gods that listen, we don't pray to Allah, we pray to Almighty El Shaddai. Mohammed is not our prophet. Jesus is the prophet of God. The great shepherd of the sheep. It's not the Dalai Lama. God blesses, God bless him so, but I'm telling you, listen, it ain't a Lama, it's a shepherd of the sheep. Good men trying to do good, but 
The Bible says God looked over the threshold searching for someone, anyone, anyone that would partner, anyone that would stand in the gap. Couldn't find anybody, so he had to do it all by himself. But I'll tell you, when God has to do it all by himself, he's more than enough to do it all by himself. But it helps if you have a prayer who'll be a stayer and who'll end up being a sayer, who'll say, who boldly will at the right time stand up and say, God, it is time. Right now, reveal yourself. Right now, show yourself. Right now, cover up this nation. Right now, deal with the devil. Right now, shut the mouths of every liar. Stop the deceptions and the distractions. Right now, God. The Bible says they all saw it. The people saw it happen. There's about to be a happening, I tell you, right now. Not that man made happen, but God has made happen. And God makes it happen because he can happen his church into the place of prayer. Say, God, we need you. God, there is no one like you. God, man can't get it done. The government is not the answer. Educational institutions are not the answer. Financials, the finances of the world are in a shambles, God. The economies are in a shambles. God, only you are the provider. You're the one, the one and the only. The times like these we should be looking for and listening for a God like that. It says the fire of God fell and boy there was a manifestation. What does that mean? I'm telling you what now everybody saw it happen. God burned up the sacrifice. He burnt the altar, burnt the ox, burnt the wood, burnt the dirt. And licked up all the water. I mean, when fire fell, fire fell. The Bible says the people saw it happen. Who are these people? The people, listen, that just gathered, that were looking. They, the, they weren't, everybody there wasn't a believer. They weren't church folk. These were folks. Come to the show. Well, if God be God, we'll serve him. If God's not God, we won't. Boy, when, fire, when God's fire fell, it says all the people saw it happen, and they fell. <laughs> they fell on their faces in odd worship, exclaiming, God is the true God. God is the true God. God is the true God. I remember years ago in the nation of, Czech, uh, uh, of Hungary when, uh, when the uh, communist uh, rule uh, came down. Overnight, there was a change in the government. They in mass were gathered in the square. And the leader was in his uh, posh palace. And they were out there and translated translated out of their language. They were saying, God is God and God is for us. God is God and God is for us. God is God and God is for us. There's a lot of things, now listen, that we could stand for. And rightly so. But I'm going to tell you, we need to stand up and say, God is God and God is for us. Come over here with us. Because God is God. He's the only God. He's the true God. God will give you justice. God will make things right. God will right the wrong. God will set up his kingdom. God will give righteousness, peace, and joy. God will fix it all. It troubles me deeply when I hear 
all the pundits and all the secular, listen, bad news. On both sides, at both extremes, put the blame on a man. Blame on one another. Well, that shows me that they're putting their hope on a man and their hope on one another. I'll tell you, my salvation is not in the President of the United States. My hope is not in the Congress of the United States. My hope is not in the Supreme Court of the United States. My hope is not in the Constitution of the United States. Honey, I've got a higher law written in the, written with blood and carved by the finger of God in my heart. My hope is in the one and only the one that can save and deliver and he knows how. My hope is in the blood of Jesus. Nothing more and nothing less. He is all my hope and peace and joy and righteousness. Oh, you get free. You get free from the fear of man. You get free from placing your hope. The Bible says it is better to trust in God than to put your trust in princes. Oh, yeah, they're great people. Are you listening? Thank God for them. I wouldn't want to be one of them. Me and my Lord Jesus in the day that we live in. But I'm going to tell you what now. I wouldn't step down like Billy Graham said. He goes, I would not step down from my highest calling to preach the good news of Jesus Christ, to be an ambassador for Jesus Christ, to be the president or be a king anywhere in the world. Because the greatest thing that we can serve other people with is the plan of salvation or the redemption of mankind. And not just help them for four years or eight years or 20 years down the road, but help them to settle eternity forever. Oh, they saw it happen. They fell on their faces in odd worship, you don't have to, you don't, you, we're, we're entering time. You're not going to have to explain God. You're not going to have to apologize for God. God's going to make some stuff happen and he's, and he's going to reveal himself and people are going to see it happen when you pray. Well, nothing happened, honey. Fill up the bucket with water one more time and dump it on the sacrifice again. Well, I tried that. I, 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 I did do it again. Well, you know, I've been going to church a long time. They've been saying miracles are coming for a long time. Fill it up, honey, one more time. Do it again. Do it with an expectation that it is that time. It is God's time. He need to show up. Call on a God who is now. On a God who wants to show himself strong on the behalf of those whose hearts are looking towards him. Turn towards him. Yeah, I'll tell you in a moment, in a movement, in a moment, there was a, there came a revelation and there was a transformation. God showed up and he didn't just show up, honey, in a feel good and a goosey bump and the hair on the back of your neck, uh, you know, uh, standing up and Sister Susie running around the church. No, let me tell you, God showed up in no uncertain terms. He showed out with power. And you're about to see the power of God because of the passion of God. God's going to heal like he ain't never healed before. God's going to deliver like he ain't never delivered before. God's going to do things he ain't never done before. Oh, pastor, I'll tell you, I don't believe that. There have been great revivals in the days past. Jesus did this and Jesus did that. Oh, if I could only be back there. This same Jesus said, because I go to the Father, you're going to do greater things than I'm doing right here. You're going to be the 
church of the greater works in the last days. You are going to see nations come. Don't you think that God uh, hasn't got a few things as the creator of all that he, he saved the best for last? Yeah, 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 I'm expecting this kind of a God, the God to show up and the God to show out. And let me tell you, this is what I do see, that we're entering this fall of all, that what's been sown, I know this beyond a shadow of a doubt, that it has been grown, and now it will be shown that it might be known. You know, the consequences are coming closer to the choice in the same year. In the same year. I find it interesting, this is the 40th year of Passion Church. August. I did not know that. Pastor Norris posted that today. Well, 40 is a significant number when God wants to change things. When God wants to, his greatest process is 40. 40 days, 40 years. Oh, we're on the brink of something wonderful, something tremendous, something. Do I have any prayers? who have been some stayers through all of this. Stay faithful to God. Stay trusting God. Stay looking to God. Stay listening to God. I'm telling you, God's about to have a say-so, and you're going to be saying some things. Oh, you're not going to be doing some things. It's the Father in you that doeth the works. I mean, it's the, it's the Spirit of God. But I'm going to tell you what now. When it happens and they see it happen, you're going to say, Hey, look, didn't I tell you so? That's God. That's God. That is God. Oh, yeah. I, I see here on this last Sunday of what the Lord had told me is almost August. You know, almost is not quite. It's, a, it's the harvest fields that are readying and ripening. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking for in just three short days that the Lord of the harvest, I'm looking for the Lord of the harvest. I'm looking for his rising for the reaping. I'm looking for him. Oh, and I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see the fire of God fall on the sacrifice. I'm, I'm looking to see the fire of God about to be released. And in this fall of all, God's fire fall. The season shift we step into. September, October, and November, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm hoping for that there is a dealing with the devil's crew, that the mouths of all liars shall be stopped, and it'll be an end all to the distractions and to the deceptions. Honey, don't bring your own party favor to this. It's not a time to toot your own horn and make some noise and tell God what you think he should do. I said God knows the true from the false. God knows the true from the false. Do you know, Pastor? What would it matter? I could say I think I know, but God knows. Well, how are you going to know? Oh, what has been sown has been grown. It shall be shown. I'm really still in a, you know, wait and see what the boss do. He decides when and what and how fields be reaped, but they will be reaped. Come on now. Amen. Is it okay if God decides the fate of the nation? (laughs) 
Woo! Boy, some of you got a hard time with that. I got no problem with it. God, you decide. Well, that's not true. You know, we're going to elect it. You don't get to be president of the United States. Hoodwinking God. Without God knowing it. And without God's approval. Well, men did that. No, God did that. Amen? Every one of them. All of them. From the inception of this nation to today. Fit into the purpose and the plan of God's salvation. The redemption of man. And if you really want to see God show up, you have to pray a prayer which says, God, whatever's best for the kingdom. I'm going to do what, how I see, what I, what I, I'm going to, I'm going to obey what I feel like you're telling me. But God, we're going to, we're going to cast the lots, but the final decision is the Lord's. Hallelujah. Some of you could take that truth and really get free. You know, I mean, you just so, (laughs) well, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. We're going to have to start wading out into some of these things. We're going to have to start wading out into some of those things. Realizing this, listen, we're all sowing seed. That will grow. And it will be reaped. Everybody. Each one to his own measure. Amen. Remember, Elijah went through things with the entire nation. He wasn't exempt. He was part of the process. Amen. But when the brook dried up. And the crows, you know, it says the crows stop bringing uh, sandwiches. Why is that? Oh, Ahab's starving too. You're getting it from Ahab's table. Anyway, let's, let's move forward here. I hope, and I'm listening for a sound from heaven. A sound from heaven. Elijah said, he said, grab them. Don't let them get away with this. Don't let any of them get away. This lying mess. Don't let that, de- don't let that deception go untaken care of. And after that, he said, now, we need to rejoice and we need to celebrate. He said, now that the mouths of the liars have been stopped, we can hear from heaven. I'm talking kingdom business here. Are you listening? Now the truth can be heard. He said, and listen, he goes, I hear. Let me read it to you. He said this. He said, up on your feet, eat and drink, celebrate. Rain is on the way. Now there wasn't a cloud in the sky. We know this because we know this because he went to Ahab too. He said, you better hook up your horses, boy. You better get on the run because there's a rain coming. It hadn't rained for three and a half years. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. But the man bowed down into the birthing position. Said he put his head between his knees. It'd be good if we got our head between our knees. It'd be good if we got down low enough, humble enough. Are you listening? To give birth to what God wants. If we got our head out of the way, down here, between our knees that are on the ground, knelt in submission before God. He told his servant, he said, go. He said, go. 
Go, look, listen. He went, he said, I don't see nothing. He came back to Elijah. I heard a man preach it one time. He said, that's impossible. He said, you can, I cannot pray. And God who answers hears from heaven that you go looking and you see no thing. You go look till you see something. Because something's happening right now. Before anybody else sees it, the prayer knows. Listen, I'm, gonna, I'm a prayer who's a stayer and I'm a sayer. And I'm telling you it's impossible that you see no thing. He said, well, after a while, he saw a little cloud rising up out of the sea about the size of a man's hand. You know, God know Elijah knew this. He said, get up, son. You need to get on the run right now. Go run after Ahab. And he pulled up his skirt. He said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. See, because if you can see God in the little, you'll find it. You're a God. There's a whole lot more where that came from. A little cloud rising up out of the sea. Honey, God's got more water than the skies can hold. God will Suck it up and pour it out and suck it up and pour it out and suck it up and pour it out until he drenched the whole country. He said that to Elijah. He goes, I'm about to rain all over this country. I'm going to saturate every house. I'm going to saturate every walkway. I'm going to fill every ditch, every nook, every cranny. I'm going to overflow the ponds. The frogs are going to be swimming down Main Street. I'm going to make it rain up in here. Oh, hallelujah, I'm praying for an outpouring of the Spirit of God like we've never seen before. How do you know it's going to be greater? Because we are reading about the former. Even where Jesus, we're reading about the former. We're reading about the former. We are the latter house. We are the greater glory house. We are the ones that are going to receive the abundance of rain. We are the ones who should know and have an expectation of God that there's more for us than there's ever been for anybody. We ought to be the ones that have an expectation of the double portion of God. The former rain and the latter rain together. Hallelujah. Oh, forgive me if I'm getting just a little bit wild and a little bit excited here. I'm telling you, Pastor Ron's going to come before we close out on Facebook. Listen, have you met this Jesus? Well, if you haven't, hold on, honey. We're going to give you an opportunity right this moment, right now. God reveal himself to you by his spirit through the word of God. We are living in the, uh, uh, as, as one educated uh, um Lots of, lots of letters and periods behind of her name uh, quoted a, quote, reminded me of a book that was an assignment that we had to read in English as a sophomore. A tale of two cities. It was the worst of times. It was the best of times. You see, it's the best of times if you'll let God be God. It's the worst of times if you stay following after other gods. If your hope is in men. If your hope is in the the best that man can do. Look at our world. It's the best that men can do. Fussing and cussing. Divided. Hatred. Death and destruction. Cursed, the cursed. If you put your trust in the man, 
hung on that cross. Spread his arms open wide for you and for me. Every drop of blood cried out, Father, forgive them. Father, you promised redeem them. Father, save them. Let me bring it down. He did that for you. Well, you were on his mind. You're the one he's looking for. You're the one that he's listening. And the faintest cry. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I believe that you're the Son of God. Breathe a prayer with me, will you? I'll tell you, it'll change your life, your forever life. It'll decide this very moment your destiny forever. Jesus, I need you. Tried everything and everyone. I'm coming up empty. So God, I'm coming to you today. And I ask you to save me. I ask you to come into my heart. Take over my life. I want you, God, to be my God. I got good news for you if you opened your heart. You prayed that simple prayer heartfelt prayer you won't have to second guess whether God will do what he said he'd do he's been waiting and wanting you for so long I'll tell you today in a moment there's a movement where he moved from the outside to the inside and your life will never be the same he did it for me he did it for all these wonderful people here. There will be multitudes, the Bible says, from every tribe, every tongue, every race. You become a part of brothers and sisters. Family. The family of God forever. Together with Him in heaven with one another. God bless you. Thank you for your patience today. Three days from now we will step into September. Have an expectation. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.